Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Uh, we're in a series called Grow, and this is our third week of the series. This actually finishes our series. It's one of the shortest series that I actually uh, preach, but uh, we've been really figuring out, we've been answering some questions uh, important questions about our life, and we want, let me ask you this question. How many want to grow? Yeah, spiritually, I think we all want to grow. In fact, educationally, I want to continue to grow. I never want to stop learning. I never want to start, stop learning more about God. I never want to stop uh, growing spiritually as well. And so over the last couple weeks here, we've been answering some questions. The first week, we a- answered the question, how do I know God? How do I know God? The second week, we answer the question, how do I find freedom? And if you want you know, to learn more about that, then go to the podcast for the last couple of weeks. Today I want to answer two questions. The first one is this, how do I discover purpose? How do I discover purpose for my life? And the second question is, how do I, how does my life make a difference? How do I make a difference? I believe most of us want to know our purpose in life. We don't want to just wander around aimlessly, not having any purpose. And I believe most of us want to make a difference. We want to know that our life matters, that it's important. And I think that's the only way that we truly find fulfillment is if we understand our purpose and that we engage in that purpose and put it into action so that we can make a difference in the lives of others. And that and I've watched a TV program. It's called Off the Grid. Any of you have ever seen that program called Off the Grid? It's literally when people decide they've had enough with life. They've had enough of the rat race. I'm moving to Wyoming. I'm moving to Alaska. I'm going off the grid. And what it means to go off the grid is that you're actually finding a location where there is no electricity, where there is actually no water, there's no communication, you're off the grid. Although they cheat because of cell phones, some of them have cell phone ability. But they go off the grid because they want to isolate themselves. They want to get away from you know, the rat race of life. And Annette and I laugh about it. Hey, what happens if we sold everything we had? Could we go and get off the grid? And we talk about it, but then I realize... Taking a net away from a mall or taking a net away from restaurants is like taking a fish out of water. It just doesn't work. She needs that a part, part of that piece of her life. Because if you don't know, Annette's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. If you don't know that, I could live in isolation pretty well. I really could if you don't understand that. She's an extrovert. She needs people around her. She, I mean, we're, we're separated for a couple hours. Man, I missed you today. I'm going, how can you miss someone in two hours? I don't just... Anyhow, whole nother scenario. Going off, going off course right now. But I, I was thinking about the idea of those who choose to live in isolation and getting off the grid, getting on my own. And I, I'm just going to make a declaration to you today. And, I, and if you're living off the grid, I'm so sorry I'm making this declaration. If you're watching us online, which you shouldn't be because you're off the grid, but if you happen to be, here's the thing. I don't believe that it's God's purpose for our life. God never designed us to live an isolated and separated life. He designed us to be in fellowship, and he's called us so that we can go and share the good news of God's love to everyone around us. How can we do that if we're in isolation? How can we do that and we're in a desolate place? We're called to go. We are designed for a purpose. We're called to make a difference. So let's begin today by discussing the idea of purpose for our life. And I hope you find this 
that this is encouraging to you. So how do we find purpose? I believe we discover purpose in his spirit. Now you're going to find a theme going along this whole, this whole series because we talked about, and this is how do I know God? We know God by his spirit. We talked about how do I find freedom? We find freedom through his spirit. And I'm sharing with you today, how do I discover purpose? We discover purpose in his spirit. For just a moment, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And we, we, we studied this verse from last week, but I want to just take a moment and highlight it again this week. The Apostle Paul writes these words. He says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. We talked about the veil, uh, the veil of the temple. It was, that it was from the top to the bottom when Jesus was crucified. That veil was ripped from top to bottom, which symbolized that there was no more separation between the presence of God and man. That the, that the presence of God and people now, there is no more separation, which is a powerful thing. And you can learn more about that if you look at last week's message. But so, so all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. The Bible states that we are to reflect God's glory. How do we accomplish this? By allowing God's Spirit to make us a better person. I'm, I'm breaking this down so simple that anybody can understand this today. We allow God's Spirit to enter into our life. We invite Jesus into our life. And in doing so, the presence of God, His Holy Spirit comes into our life. And guess what? The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness. Those things start to be enacted in our life and it starts to change who we are, we've all of a sudden become transformed because of the qualities and the attributes that are within God. When we allow God's Spirit to change us, His purpose for our life begins to be revealed in our life. I believe God's highest purpose for our life are found in two commandments. And I, I believe most of you would agree with me as well. Because when, before Jesus left this earth, He made two commandments. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love others as yourself. Love people. Those are the two commandments. And Jesus said, if you, if you do those two commandments, you will fulfill all the commandments. If you just choose to love God and you choose to love people. Those, that's, I believe that's our purpose. I believe that's why we're set here on earth. First is to love God. We glorify God. The second, we're going to make a difference in the lives of people through God's love. That's who we are. Listen to 1 John chapter 4. Verse 16, it says, So we have come to know and to believe that the love God has for us. We believe in God's love. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him, her, us. We discover God's purpose as we abide in his love, or we abide, we say abide in his love, we're really saying we're abiding in his presence. We're in his presence. His presence is love. You can't separate the two because God is love. Consider this thought. God's purpose was built from his love. God's purpose came out of his love. One of the most famous scriptures in the Bible, we see it at football games, we see it at stadiums, and although the stadiums are empty and they're actually having to pipe in noise into the stadiums now. I was watching it the other day and I'm like, 
I didn't think there was anybody at the stadium. And you still hear the crowds roaring. I'm going, where's that coming from? They're literally piping in noise for the, for the uh, players and for the TV audience. But you'll see this scripture many times at these days. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, and you can all, most of you can quote it, that he gave his one and only son. It says, for God so loved that he gave. The purpose of giving came out of his love. Your purpose is found in God's love. When we embrace the love of God, all of a sudden we start discovering the purpose of what God has for our life. Thank you. I think it was good too. This is why loving God must be a priority in our life. Because in loving God, we begin to truly know who God is. 1 Corinthians 13 describes love. Guess this. As the greatest of all the gifts is greater than faith and hope, love is the greatest. I believe the reason that love is the greatest gift is because God's love has the greatest ability to transform my life and to transform others' lives. When we all of a sudden put God's love into action instead of my selfish ways, instead of the way I want to act, the way I want to do things, all of a sudden when I start to implement God's love, it transforms things in my life. I believe it will do it for you too. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8, 28. He says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Our love for God is the first step in discovering our purpose. Notice that the second half of this verse says, it reveals that we are called for my purpose or your purpose. No, we're called for what? Say it again. We're called for his purpose, not our purpose, God's purpose. And sometimes we read scripture, and I, I share this often because I find myself doing this, and don't let scripture reading be a routine. I mean, let it be a good habit, but don't let it become a routine. Meaning this, that you start reading the Bible and you just read the words and you never let them sink in your, into your life or apply it. Because this scripture you could just read. Can you put that scripture up one more time? I'm sorry. This scripture you could just read, that Romans 8.28 scripture. You can just read it and just kind of fly through it. But it states there that we are called according to his purpose. Ponder this thought for a moment because I think it's a humbling thought. The creator of the universe has called you because he wants you to help fulfill his purpose. Do you see what I'm saying? It takes on a new meaning when you just ponder and think about it for a moment. So many times we just read that scripture, but when you think about it, if the President of the United States just called you and said, hey, I need you to help fulfill a mission that I'm calling you to do, and I don't care if you like him or don't like him, I'm just saying, choose a president you like, whatever the scenario. They call you and say, I want you to help me fulfill this purpose, this mission. You'd be so honored. I mean, it'd be humbling. To, how did you even find my number? I mean, how did you even know who I am? How, God, the creator of the heaven and the earth, has called you for a purpose, and that is for you to fulfill the mission of reaching all those who don't know about his son, Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ. When Jesus calls you to follow, this is not a random incident or it's not by accident. God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has, his mind is upon you for a specific purpose. 
for his purpose. For example, as a pastor, if I call upon Melissa, who's our children's pastor. And by the way, we just remodeled our children's room. You've got to take a look at it. It's awesome. It's totally cool. But if I call upon Melissa, our children's pastor, majority of the time it's to discuss, you know, on how we can greater impact kids with God's love. If I call upon Brett, our youth pastor, our worship leader, I call him a lot of times, hey, how, how did youth ministries go this last Wednesday? Man, how did God's love impact kids? It's all about, you know, if I talked with Matt Wish, our media director, hey, Matt, how can we have a greater impact in media or online resources so that people can experience the love of God? You see, we get it as a staff, I believe we get it as a church, that God's love changes lives. And we have, to, we have to allow God's love to impact people's lives. It's important. When you answer the call to follow Jesus, your life is no longer your own. Your life is about fulfilling the purpose that God has called you to do. We are the church. We are the light that's supposed to shine. We are called to display God's love. And the only way that we can effectively share, effectively share God's love, catch us, I want you to get this in your spirit. The only way that you'll ever be able to effectively share God's love is by knowing God's love. You can't do something that you don't know. you got to first experience God's love for yourself. Let, let him envelop you with his spirit and understand his love of forgiveness. Understand his love that overflows through you. And then guess what takes place? You can start sharing the love of God. As a church, we are creating environments where God's love can impact people. If we're not creating environments for God's love to impact people, then guess what? We're not the church. If we only like a certain group of people, I only like these people, I like, then guess what? We're not the church. Because we're called to love people. Let's fulfill God's purpose. I don't think God would mind me quoting Larry the Cable Guy today. Let's get her done. You know what I'm saying? Let's get her done. Let's get it done. Let's show God's love. Let's make it happen. So our first purpose is to love God. The second purpose is to love people. The Apostle Paul writes, let all that you do be done in love. Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 13, verse 35, Jesus' words, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's actually kind of almost like... um, our branding. It's who we are. It's our logo. If, if we have love for one another, we are recognized that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. In loving people, you are choosing to follow in God's footsteps. Our purpose, love God, love others. So my questions to you today are this. How are you doing in fulfilling God's purpose? Are you loving God? Are you loving others? Make sure we're doing that part of it. That's what we're called to do. Or is your purpose interfering with God's purpose? Because sometimes this happens to me. My purpose will get in the way, and all of a sudden I discover I'm not fulfilling the purpose that God has called me to do. I love the golf. Any golfers out there? I want to see who I can call upon to go out with. I love to golf. And it's interesting. You know, uh, we can hit a, some of you guys can hit a golf ball a long, long ways. But one of the things I found that's really important is alignment. If you're not aligned and the, you're, you're hitting the ball down the course and, and there's a flag down there, there's a green down there, it's right there, and you're about ready to drive that ball, it's really important that you're aligned to the, to the 
to the hole, to the target. If you're not, guess what? If you're aligned this way and the target's that way, you can hit the golf ball, but you're going the wrong direction. You're not fulfilling the purpose, guess what, that you're planning on doing on that golf course is to make that ball go onto the green. And so this happens in our life so many times. And sometimes what we do in, in golf, when we go that far offline, we yell, four, because we try to warn people. Sometimes in our own life, when we get so far out of alignment, we need to yell four. Hey, let me warn you, I'm way out of alignment here. Four, get out of my way. Four. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we just need to say, God, I'm so out of alignment. Bring me back into correction. Help me to discover my purpose once again so that I can make a difference in this world. We've got to realign ourselves. We've got to check, is my purpose in my life God's purpose? If it's not, I'm out of alignment. It doesn't mean that you can't work in a secular job. You can't be at school. You can't do all the things that you do because God's called us to do many things. But inside of that, our purpose is always love God, love people. I'm drilling it in, guys, today. I know it's a simple message, but it's a powerful message if we get our hearts and our minds wrapped around this message. Sometimes we just have to readjust our alignment. And remember that our purpose is about people. It's about God. If you don't find yourself loving people, come talk to me. <laughs> and I'll love on you enough, God's love, so that we can redirect you in the right direction. Because we've got to be loving people. It's like that person that wants to get off the grid. And I thought, started thinking about it. Man, if they want to get off the grid, how are they ever going to fulfill the purpose that God's called them in their life? To love God and to love others. That's an important piece. The last question that I want to answer today is this. How do I make a difference? I think most of us want to make a difference in our lives. We don't want to just live life aimlessly and not having any encounters and not making any difference in people's lives. We want to make a difference. So let's remember the four questions. How do I know God? How do I find freedom? How do I discover purpose? How do I make a difference? I believe the last two questions, discover purpose and making a difference, I believe those last two are closely tied together because it's difficult to make a difference if you don't understand your purpose. You have to understand your purpose and then you can make the difference. So now that we know our purpose is to love God and love others, we accomplish that purpose through the Spirit of God working through us. I believe deep down inside we all want to make that difference in the world. Our lives need to matter. Allowing God's spirit to work through your life gives you the greatest opportunity for success. I'm going to share that again. I don't want you to miss it. Allowing the power of the Holy Spirit to work through your life gives you the greatest opportunity where you're going to find success in fulfilling God's purpose. Listen to how Peter states it. I love how Peter writes it here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. He says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve yourself. I'm trying to get, what? It's to serve one another. It's to serve others. Can you imagine being given an assignment? Because I believe God has all give, given us tools. He's given us, it says spiritual gifts from a great variety of gifts. There's not one gift. There's a variety of gifts. In fact, there's times I wonder there's way more than we truly understand. But can you imagine being given an assignment to build a house? And you have all the supplies, all the lumber, all that stuff to build the house. But you haven't been given effective tools to do so. Can you imagine trying to build a house with a toothbrush and a razor? 
just won't work. It does great for getting yourself ready in the morning. That's great. But to build a house, it's not going to accomplish anything. You see, God is building his house. God is building his church. I will build my church. And nothing is going to stand against it. Not even the gates of hell. Nothing is going to stand against it. And one of the ways that he's building his church is by giving us spiritual gifts that we can use to help build his church. So through his spirit, we have these gifts. Now some of the spiritual gifts are not what you might think. Many times we equate spiritual gifts only to like prophecy or healing or miracles. And those are all spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit. But those are the spiritual gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12 that the Apostle Paul shares about. But listen to what Peter writes in 1 Peter 4.11. He says, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as the God himself were speaking through you. You could ponder on that just for a moment and think about the humbling thought of that. That God himself is speaking through you. That's how you should speak. Someday we'll do a message on that. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do with all the strength and energy that God supplies. If you call to help others, then do it to the best of your ability. Don't do it, I almost said a bad word. Don't do it with half of your ability. Do it with all of your ability. Then everything you do, some of you thought that same bad word. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. I believe in the presence-driven church because I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. But growing up in church, I found out that many times we focused heavily on the spiritual gifts of prophecy and speaking in tongues and healing, all these, these gifts. But we spent little time on wisdom, helping others. Administration. Did you know administration is a spiritual gift? Service, teaching, evangelism, encouragement. Can you imagine a church that all had a spiritual gift of encouragement, that church would go places. I'm just telling you right now, when we could encourage one another. Giving. There's a spiritual gift called giving. Leadership, mercy. The thing I'm trying to share with you, we all have been given certain spiritual gifts in our lives. What is your gift? I believe there's a gift of leading worship. I believe there's a gift for working with children. I do. I've tried to work with children. If you don't have the gift, it does not work. I don't have the gift. It does not work. Some have a spiritual gift in, in helping children and working with children. And guess what? They're transforming the lives of these little kids because God's love is on them in such a way. And they, can, they have this ability to just break things down in such a simple format that these kids are loving it. And God is using them in a powerful way to change the next generation because they've been willing to step out in faith and say, God, use the spiritual gifts in my life that you have planted in my life. And they allow the Holy Spirit to flow through them and to work on their behalf. That's how we make a difference. I'm off course, but that's okay. What gift has God given you that you need to use for God's glory? What gift have you been holding back? Because I know I, I've held back gifts a lot in my life. And it wasn't until later in my life that I started letting that gift. I never thought I had the gift of speaking. I don't know if I do today because I'm not sure. But I'm speaking. So there you go. But I never thought I had that gift. I didn't speak until I'm in my almost 50, late 40s before I started speaking. I never wanted that gift. I kind of stood behind you know, I loved administration. I loved being in the back of the audience. And then all of a sudden God says, hey, 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 hey. 
I've given you a gift and you're not using it. And I want you to open your mouth. I want you to start using this gift I've given you. I want you to start breaking down God's word in such a way where people can understand it. I want you to make God's word so simple that they can walk and understand it and accept it by faith. So that, guess what? My word can change people's lives. It's okay. I'll do it. You know what I pray? Before I get up every single Sunday when I'm standing down here, I'm giving you a little secret. I start praying, God, may your power of your Holy Spirit start to flow through my life. And the second thing I pray, let me not be an embarrassment to your gospel today. Those are the things I pray every week. That's before I get up because it means so much to me that, you know what, I have this opportunity to share God's word. What gift has God given you that you need to share, that you need to allow God to use through you? When we embrace and use the gifts that God has given us, then I believe we find true fulfillment in our lives. Paul writes these words in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. He says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working through you. Think about that. Embrace that. Don't just wake up in the morning and go, oh, man, another day. I gotta go. No, God is working through you so that you, he can fulfill his purpose through your life. And when you allow that to happen, it pleases him. When we are surrendered to God, we have taken up our cross to follow Jesus. Then God's spirit begins to work in and through our lives to make a difference in the lives of others. Again, it's our vision statement for this church is creating environments to see what God can do through you, but also through others. We have many people in this church who are making a difference. People who have gone on missions trips to Fiji, to the Dominican, or maybe they've done local missions trips. I know a lot of the people here have gone down into Mexico and Tijuana. We have an orphanage down there. We've gone down every year to serve. We go bring gifts. We poured concrete down there. We've done, made a difference. We built a church down in Tijuana. We've made a difference. We're trying to continue to make a difference in people's lives. We went to the Dominican and we helped build a third story on a church down there for a school and a church. And it was life-changing. We went to Fiji last year and we wanted to make a difference there. But how about our local community? And guess what? We have people that every week they go out and they serve meals to help for those that are shut in. We go to the Orange County Rescue Mission. Guess what? We provide a service. We, we worship. We, we share the gospel. People get saved. They worship God. We're making a difference because you're allowing your gifts to be used in and through your life. We can all make a difference. We can all do something. We can all serve. We can all give. We can all pray. We can all love. Jesus said these words in John chapter 15, 8. These are Jesus' words. He says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Let me read it one more time. When you produce much fruit. I looked up the Greek word. When you produce much fruit. The Greek word for much right there means much. Why is that important, Tom? Because Jesus could have written or could have spoken, hey, if you produce some fruit, you are my true disciples. He doesn't say that. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. This brings great glory to my heavenly Father. That convicted me this week. Tom, are you producing enough fruit in your life? 
Are you making a big enough difference? Are you giving enough? Are you spending enough time with me? Are you spending enough time with others so that you can impact their life? See, we're called to make a difference. And I believe everybody sitting here today has a spiritual gift that God can use to make a transformation in the lives of others. Let's be the church. Let's make a difference. Let's pray for just a moment. I'm going to ask you to stand with me today. We're going to go back into worship, and then at the end of worship, I want to pray a blessing over everybody, and I want to have the opportunity for us to worship by giving as well. But just for a moment, I want you, I'm not going to, there's no altar call, there's no response that you need. The only response I want you to do is from your heart today. But bow your heads with me today, and I just want to say a prayer. If you're here today and you know that you have a gift that God has given you, but you've always been afraid to use that gift, or you've been kind of shy about it, and, and God's been knocking on your door and saying, hey, it's time to use that gift. Maybe you've been afraid of giving because you never feel like you have enough resources already. And man, by giving, you're going, to, you're going to diminish your resources. I don't know if I can do that. And God's been going, it's time to give, it's time to give. Maybe you have a worship talent. You don't want to step out there and talk to pastor. Man, I, I can worship. Maybe you want to help in children's and you've just been shy about it. Whatever it might be. God's calling you. God's calling you to make a difference. I want to pray over you right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for each person here. I thank you, God, that we have been called by you for your purpose, for your glory purpose to love you and to love others. But God, we make a difference by allowing the spiritual gifts that you've given us, by allowing those to be used in and through our life. And I pray right now for all those that maybe have been struggling in this area, that Lord God, that you would release them, Lord God, they would take a step of faith in Jesus' name, that they would step in, in boldness to say, yeah, I want to be used by you. I pray it, Lord God, that we will all make a difference this week in the lives of others. I ask it in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.